court holds food service restrictions do not infringe on free speech rights of pastor and assistant. The case is Redlick versus City of St. Louis, docket number 21-2894, 8th Circuit, September 12, 2022. The case is on appeal from the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Missouri, Judge Baker. The issue is, are the First Amendment rights of individuals engaged in food giveaways in fulfillment of their perceived religious duties infringed by a city ordinance regulating how those engaged in temporary food provision may conduct their activities? The holding? No. The relevant ordinance meets the requirements for expressive conduct restrictions as set forth in United States v. O'Brien, 391 U.S. 367, 1968, and its relevant progeny. The Summary As part of their perceived religious obligations, New Life Christian Evangelical Center Pastor Raymond Ridlick and his assistant Christopher Onimus occasionally distributed food and drinks to members of the St. Louis unhoused community. During an October 2018 drive, at which they distributed bologna sandwiches, a police officer ticketed them for failing to comply with the city's food code. The relevant portions of the food code both require temporary food establishments have temporary licenses at a cost of $50 per day and meet certain requirements, such as a hand-washing station and potable water for food preparation, and prohibits such temporary establishments from serving sandwiches without meat. Various relevant city officials represented to Pastor Redlick and Mr. Onimus that the citations would not be prosecuted and that such activities were generally not a priority for the city. The assertion regarding enforcement priorities was also set forth in a public statement released the day Redlick and Onimus met with attorneys from the city. Nonetheless, Redlick and Onimus filed an action alleging, as relevant here, a violation of their First Amendment rights to free speech and free exercise and seeking declaratory and prospective injunctive relief. During the pendency of the action, the city passed several amendments to the food code. These changes created a cheaper temporary food permit option for those engaged in charitable activities and a temporary food safety training program directed at those engaged in such work. It also implemented other changes to the code to bring it more in line with a recent edition of a municipal best practices guide called the National Food Code. Though the district court determined that this legislation did not render the claims moot, it granted summary to the city on the merits. Quote, The district court granted the city's motion for summary judgment and denied the appellant's cross motion for partial summary judgment. The court found that although the 2020 and 2021 amendments to the St. Louis Food Code post-dated appellant's conduct, their claims were not moot because there remained a credible threat of present or future enforcement against appellants. However, the court concluded that appellants could not prevail on their First Amendment free exercise claim, speech claim, or hybrid rights claim. End of quote. The appellants challenge the grant of summary judgment on the free speech claim insofar as it interferes with their ability to communicate their message about God's love and concern for those in need and their hybrid rights claim. The panel categorized the former as an expressive conduct claim by which conduct that is sufficiently imbued with communicative elements is granted First Amendment protection. 
The panel, after noting that mere intent is not sufficient to bring conduct within the purview of speech, as it applies only to conduct which is inherently expressive, went on to explain the contours of the doctrine thus, quote, Even where a person's conduct is inherently expressive and may therefore be considered speech, a governmental regulation that restricts the ability to engage in the expressive behavior does not necessarily violate the First Amendment. United States v. O'Brien, 391 U.S. 367, 1968. When speech and non-speech elements are combined in the same course of conduct, a sufficiently important governmental interest in regulating the non-speech element can justify incidental limitations on First Amendment freedoms. A regulation does not violate a person's freedom of expression under the following circumstances. If it is within the constitutional power of the government, if it furthers an important or substantial governmental interest, if the governmental interest is unrelated to the suppression of free expression, and if the incidental restriction on alleged First Amendment freedoms is no greater than is essential to the furtherance of that interest. It at 377. See Telescope Media Group versus Lucero, 936 Federal 3rd, 740, 8th Circuit, 2019, stating that if the government seeks to neutrally regulate the non-speech element of a person's conduct, intermediate scrutiny applies under the incidental burden doctrine. End of quote. The appellants argued that the ordinance at issue did not further an important or substantial governmental interest and that it was not sufficiently tailored to that interest. The court, sidestepping the question of whether the conduct in this case was even qualified as expressive, the panel clearly skeptical on this point, disagreed. Despite appellant's assertion that the lack of aggressive ticketing and criminal prosecution indicated otherwise, the court held that the prevention of foodborne illness was clearly a qualifying interest. As to narrow tailoring, the ordinance in effect at the time was based on a previous national food code, was supported by scientific research, and set forth reasonable requirements on those seeking to serve food. The court also noted an additional consideration. Namely, even notwithstanding the food code restrictions, the appellants remain free to convey their religious message in other ways that are protected under the First Amendment, such as handing out literature. Because there was no viable First Amendment claim of any kind, the hybrid rights claim failed as well. Accordingly, the court affirmed the judgment of the district court. End of decision.